Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Cole and Zach in the Morning. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Cole. And I'm here with one of my old college buddies, Zach. Hi, I'm Zach. I'd like to think I'm his only college buddy. And I'm super excited to be back. This is episode five, but we've been on a break for like, what, four or five months? It has been a hot second. Mm, good pun. Good summer pun. Yeah, it's actually really hot here. I don't know about you, but it's like 105 degrees here right now, yeah. which is too much. I took my dog Scout outside this morning and she laid down on the black pavement. Ugh. And I touched the black pavement and it was like going to burn my hand. Ooh, she built different. Yeah, she's just built different. Anyway, yeah, it's been a hot second. We've not really had a chance to talk or catch up much due to the summer craziness. So how has your summer been? It's been good. My wife and I were able to do a lot of traveling, which has been fantastic. We went to Mexico towards the beginning of the summer, and that was a lot of fun. And then the big thing we did is it was my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary this summer. So we went on an Alaskan cruise for a week. And Ooh. it's weirdly always been a dream of mine to go on a cruise, an Alaskan cruise. And it was incredible. Absolutely fantastic. Uh it was hilarious being with like my 80 plus year old grandparents. Um, they're, I totally forget what phase of life they're kind of in. They spent all day, every day in their room, like watching TV really? and would just come out for mealtimes. And at the end, they're like, this was the best cruise ever. And I was like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> Aren't the rooms in a cruise ship like tiny? Well, they like, they have the money. And so they mm. they went and like got like a whole balcony view with like the chairs outside and like so they were able to see some and absolutely and the I think what's so incredible about Alaskan cruises is, is the views of it while you're sailing like you're just seeing all these like mm. different mountainsides and it's just beautiful sometimes you get to see some whales or sea otters just oh it's so gorgeous uh and so they were, I think they just sat there in the balcony a lot. They they did go on some excursions with us. We did like a train ride through some trail or whatever that was used during the gold rush. And that was cool. But also one of those things where it's cool for 20 minutes and then the other, the rest of the two hours is like, okay, are we done yet? So I have a lot of questions about an Alaskan cruise because it seems to clash with the basic principle of a cruise, which is that it's hot and you lay outside mm. and you go to the pool yeah. and you explore tropical islands so on an alaskan cruise what do you do during the day um i would say most people eat a lot just eating all the time one of the other cruises I, i'd been on they hadn't had a ton of food options open but this one had like most of their food options open like 24 7 and so i think they just kind of recognize that that's kind of the pace of it they also had a lot of programming throughout and this mm. cruise line it was holland america which i've never been on before and i it sounds like I've been on a lot of cruises. I've been on like two or three, which is still a, gr a grand amount. And I appreciate it. But this was an older person's cruise line because we went to a comedy show one night and my sister, who's a college student, was the only college student in the room when the comedian <laughs> asked if there were any. And so it was a little bit older. So there was a lot of bingos, a lot of trivias, and we actually got third place in the country music trivia, which was really, wow, really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I definitely didn't carry the team, but I knew the one Johnny Cash song. All right. So so let's go back. So you wake up, mm -hmm. you go to breakfast. Yes. After breakfast, you've presumably eaten enough to where you don't need to eat for a few hours. Yeah, at least What do you minutes. do then? Do you yeah. go... Like to a pool? Is is there even a pool? Is it 
warm enough for a pool? Yeah, they have hot tubs. They have some pools. They had the on one of the sections of the ships, they had a retractable roof. And mm. so they would, and that was over one of the pools. And so they would have that closed if it was cold or rainy and open if it was nice weather. The cool thing was, is it did not rain at all while we were on the cruise. And apparently we we're talking to some of the staff in the week beforehand, it rained the entire week. So oh. it was awesome timing. They also had like outdoor activities as much as you can have outdoor activities on a ship in the middle of the sea. But like we played pickleball every day, um, which was very difficult. If <laughs> old people are good at anything, it's moving slowly across the ship and playing pickleball really well. <laughs> yeah. I think you texted me after your cruise and said it didn't rain a single day. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I just want to brag like an amazing about experience. <laughs> well, I would say that we had uh, our best experience is we went to a lumberjack show and and the lumberjack show was fine. It was really cool. It was funny. But the other one, well, the funny part about the lumberjack show is they split the crowd into two teams based on which group of lumberjacks you're cheering for. And I just thought we'd be like team red or team blue. Like I didn't think they were going to like that's how they divide or team 1 or team 2. It was Canadians versus Americans. And I just let's, wasn't prepared. Let's not, for... assume, let's not assume that everybody here knows what a lumberjack show is. Let's just. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> should a lumberjack show? I, I mean, I didn't know. It was kind of this like these two groups of lumberjacks. Let's just call one Canadian and one American for sake of conversation. <laughs> these two groups are representing like their camps and they participate in competitions and whoever wins like the majority of the seven competitions or so they get it. So there's like the classic running on the log and water kind of a thing. Like who can stay mm -hmm. on the longest. There's the, who can take a hatchet and chop away at this, uh, log. But there's also like a lot of comedy moments in there. Like they were definitely actors, like, uh, uh, okay. like they're really, so really not... good in that. And it was okay. funny. They were like, talking smack with each other it was just it was funny there was a there was a lady who was hosting the whole thing and she was really great it was just a lot of fun they did a great job getting the crowd involved and uh, every time their side won one they would take a postcard and hand it to someone in the audience and stuff so like they did a really great job it was a really fun like hour of entertainment it was really cool but the best yeah, part was fun. we went to we got some salmon fresh salmon right afterwards i think that was in ketchikan Alaska, if I remember correctly, which was the salmon capital of the world, which I didn't know. I didn't know that the salmon had a capital. Well, praise. Yeah, but no, the the cruise was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. It was great to see my grandparents. They're getting towards that age where they're probably not going to be traveling as much. So this was kind of one of those really big hurrahs for them. And 60 years of marriage. That's just bonkers yeah. and my wife jackie doesn't know them super well we've only been married four years and of course there's a pandemic in the middle of that so she did a great job during dinner when we would see them asking them questions about their childhood their early on in their marriage they talked mm. about the cost of their first home and i got mad at them and <laughs> then of course but like it was great and i, I think if we're gonna take if we're gonna turn this into a little fun warm-hearted you know, application moment. Like it's so easy nowadays to like write off people in other age groups and demographics thinking that we don't have a lot in common, but 
because uh, I know for like my grandparents, they'll bring up politics all the time, and that always kind of scares me off from conversation or makes things tentious a little bit. But it was so cool. We didn't talk about it at all, except for one time my grandpa talked about like mm. his voting history, and that was really cool for me. Um, my grandparents are really staunch Republicans, I would say. And he voted Democrat at one point early on in his life. And like, he talked about how he never votes straight ticket anymore. Um, and Bates and votes on people. So that was so cool. Like just the talking to him about that. I just never would have thought about that. I never expected mm -hmm. that from them. Yeah, that's cool. I think, yeah, there's often a challenge when it comes to connecting with people that aren't in our demographic, but that's an awesome experience, and I'm glad you got to have those those good moments with your grandparents. Yeah, thanks. How about your summer? I heard you're out in Oregon. I didn't hear. I knew you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I am a graduate student, and I study ecology, trees. So that work takes me out to Oregon in the summer to do some field work, and so the summer was incredibly hectic. This summer, more than the, the past two summers, this was my third summer in Oregon, was just off-the-walls hectic. And that's okay. You know, it was a busy time. It was also, we lost a lot of people that, that had been on the crew in the past that brought a lot of institutional knowledge. And so I, I had to do a lot of training and Like they moved on things. to like other places or, yeah. okay, good. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, that's I mean, it's sad. a summer job. So there's no guarantees that people come back. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten lucky the past few years with people coming back, but this year... We did not. The place we work, though, is in the Cascade Mountains. It's a beautiful area, beautiful forest. So as hard as the job was and as hard as the days were, it is a great experience to be out there. And it's always fun. So what does Ashley do when you guys are out there? Because like your home is over in Milwaukee because you're at Marquette. That's the university you're a PhD student in. Mm -hmm. What does Ashley do? Because she's a teacher during the year. So in the summer, while she's in Oregon, she's just chilling. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. So my wife, Ashley worked out this amazing opportunity with some great people out in Oregon. So um, it's not going to sound amazing when I start, but stick <laughs> with me here. She's a housekeeper wow. at an inn right where we work. So she does housekeeping and she runs the office of the inn. And what that means is that we can stay at the inn in a little one-bedroom apartment that they have instead of staying at the field station, which would be shared living. So oh, okay. the field crew lives, everybody has a roommate, and the 10 of them share one kitchen, they share two bathrooms, and one living space, which doesn't really work well for a marriage or privacy. So the inn is a really great thing, and we have become so close with the managers of the inn, Kent and Robin, that they've been a true blessing to us. And you and I were talking last week, the forest that you work in is not doing too well. Yeah, not doing too well. Uh, out in Oregon, in the Cascades, wildfires are a huge deal. And on the day that Ashley and I left Oregon, a lightning strike started a fire at the research forest, and that fire is now close to 14,000 acres. Oh, gosh. Um, so it has burned through a few of, our, of the research areas that we work in already. Um, and, you know, it's looking like the majority of the research forest out there will be burnt when we go back. Which, you know, it's it's hard to hold these two realities together. And what I mean by that is there's the reality that this is a forest. And forests burn 
naturally. The return interval for fire in these areas is something like five to six hundred years. And it's been about 800 years since we had a major fire out there. So oh, wow. it's time for a major fire to roll through the area. But at the same time, we have a deep appreciation for these really old, mature, forested areas that harbor so much biodiversity, mm -hmm. so much life. And just to see them being destroyed is just tragic. Yeah. Um, so it's a it, it's a whirlwind of emotion of positive and negative. You know, it's like it's good that it's burning in the sense that this will help keep the forest healthy for the next generation. And it's sad in the sense that these places that we know and love are being burnt. Mm. There's a sermon illustration in there somewhere. Yeah, pull it out. Come on, you can do it. Well, I'm just thinking like sometimes there has to be pruning to some areas in order for good fruit mm. to be reborn or born again. Yeah. So a good little bit of a, a John uh, branch, vine and branches kind of sermon going on there. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's so much out there in the research forest that connects to me um, as a Christian mm. and having a deep appreciation for creation and all of the intricacies of life. And this is just one more of those beautiful created things. Like as much as we think of forest fire as a destructive force, this is a natural process on the landscape. This is the intended process for this forest. And as much as it looks to us like a loss, mm. ultimately this will be the major event in the history of the forest that brings forth new life. That's cool. I never really knew about the life cycles of forests per se when it comes to wildfires. Mm. Cause like you said, what is it? Five to 600 years. In between each cycle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely varies by where you are in the world. So out in Oregon, on the west, they're temperate rainforests. And so because of that, they burn very infrequently. But on the eastern side of Oregon, where it's a lot drier, um, and most of the Intermountain West, the fire return is something like 50 to 100 years instead of mm. 500. Man, that's sweet. That's really cool yeah. perspective on like the opportunity in which your research presents. Yeah. Well, that's probably about all that we have time for today. Um, thanks for listening to that. And sorry that we got kind of deep there, but mm -hmm. I think that's a really useful conversation. And, you know, it's something that I'm feeling a lot. So thank you for listening. Yeah. I think moving forward, we're going to have more podcasts talking about faith, culture, and of course, some more science because Cole is you know insistent it. on that. But yeah, I, overall, it's been a great summer. We're glad to be back. We'll see you guys next week in the morning. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.